This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Hello, this is Dan. Dan, Bill Bartholomew, how are you, Lieutenant Governor? I'm good, Bill. Thanks. So. I'm glad you were able to get in on the call. Well, it's certainly an in-demand moment there. I mean, it's, I guess, what, are they only cap it at, at 50 or 100 or something like that? So not much you can do, you know? I don't know what the cap was. We, to- we were told before the call it was as many as 200. So I don't think we got to there. So it must have been lower than that. But uh, but we're we're researching right now to get to a call that can take 500 and see what happens. But it does show you there's a lot of demand out there. No question about it. So, um, a lot of demand. So. We'll really appreciate your time. I guess there's two major things. Obviously, the most important thing to focus on right now is um, public health. But as you stated, secondarily, economics, um, the, the microeconomy here. And, and there's no better example of a gap in the system right now than independent contractors, whether you're talking musicians or any sort of small business that operates in that 1099 window. So you advise that there may be some movement to accelerate the process of federal unemployment that could essentially fund those uh, people. Can you kind of enlighten us all on, on what we can look for, especially those of the, mus- the musicians, the artists who are in this community right now really have no direct plan? Yeah, Bill, and we're we're hearing that, and we recognize that. Uh, and I've been, you know, uh, trying to sound the bell to anybody who's listening. And we're we're going to be approaching our congressional uh, leaders, our delegation, and we're drafting a letter on that uh, that would get to them. And I believe it is getting to them today or tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, they, there is provisions. This is what I've been told uh, by uh, the you know our legal representation in our office. So I. I believe it is true, uh, and is that there are provisions that states can um, uh, ask for the um, the status uh, through the um, the White House through the president's office to uh, qualify these independent contractors and sole proprietors who are working and uh, you know paying taxes. Uh, but they're not paying into the unemployment fund uh, to exempt them from this during a disaster relief strategy. So this is unusual circumstances. You know, the the, the musicians you're talking about, I mean, it's not because they decided not to show up for work or it's not because the business uh, voluntarily uh, shut down its operations. This is a direct result of the COVID-19 virus and uh, facilities because of the social distancing, which we need to really focus on, are uh, being uh, closed uh, for, for that reason. So <clears throat> I think there is that provision and we're going to just kind of try to track that down and see how alive that is in the network, uh, you know, with our, with our congressional leaders and, um, you know, we would urge people who are in those categories to make contact with to their reps and senators uh, and expressing uh, that uh, they're, you know, that they would like to see where there are provisions that could allow them to participate in the unemployment fund. And that's, I guess, the crux of this is that if you're an independent contractor in that role anyway, you're not paying into the fund. So that's where the the. the the problem is fundamentally here. I mean, that's a much larger question for another point in time, but there's at least well, some it, movement. It is a problem, Bill, because um, this is why I was saying on the call today earlier that we already have put a letter into our congressional delegation 
encouraging them to make sure that in whatever provisions there are that comes out of the the legislation that can pass federally, there's provisions in there to restore the unemployment fund to the levels that they were at um, when this started. And the reason being is that it wouldn't be fair to the businesses who would are going to be held responsible right now to refund that, uh, you know, that unemployment fund, right? When, 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 uh, when people take unemployment in a company, that company uh, starts their rates end up going up and they, and they restore the fund anywhere from like 3000 to $7,000 per person that files for unemployment. So you can see where our unemployment fund is going to get drained. Uh, so, and then if the independent contractors were allowed to go into that fund without the federal coverage, then what would happen is that uh, people who are paying into that fund, the businesses, would be would be basically being taxed to support the independent contractors. That's why you need the federal intervention on this thing. All right. It's it's skewed otherwise in a way that's you know not it's not taxing in, in, a, in a fair way, even if you say you have the perspective, we'll tax the rich in, in a situation like this, that's not necessarily what's going to happen anyway. It's going to, the burden will be on small and mid-sized businesses at the end of the day. So let's, let's talk about the rismallbusiness.org, essentially what you're rolling out today on your conference calls, this yes. clearinghouse, if you will, for trying to get the small business economy stimulated, which by the way, you know, you've been Uh, a key part of that for, you know, your tenure as lieutenant governor, no question about it. Now here's a moment where, you know, urgency is required and you're rolling out a plan. So let's hear about it. Yeah. So we had a call on Friday, Bill, and and, uh, just to start this ball rolling to get this um, topic of, uh, you know, this economic crisis that we're actually beginning to experience in particular in the small business. Like you said, our office is an advocate for the small businesses and um, and that's what we're focusing on. But what what it came out of the call on the Friday was that we had this um, uh, person that was on the call from Oceanside Graphics, and he he volunteered to say, "Look, I'm a I'm a PR marketing firm. Our volume has shrunk down considerably. I'll volunteer <coughs> for any program that you ask me to volunteer in to get a message out." So. We contacted Justin from Oceanside Graphics this weekend, and we talked about a statewide strategy on encouraging customers uh, and to purchase gift certificates or purchase services in advance of using them so that these companies would have cash flow to support their operations and, in some cases, keep their staff employed right so this this is a um i think this effort is um going to uh you know show an example of how a local business is 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 donating their time uh, to help other businesses so that it's a it's a it's a setup that uh, you know that uh that justin at uh, the ocean sage graphs is set up um you can go to that that site you have a hashtag gift Forward RI, which will bring you to uh, bring you to the information on the site, and then you can go to uh, the uh, giftforwardri.com, uh, and that would be you know it would bring you right to the site, and then you can uh, participate as a business owner to register your business, 
or you can, uh, as a customer of someone, nominate one of the businesses uh, and we're standing in inventory. And then logic uh, companies that do business with small businesses, uh, that you know, small businesses are the vendors. We're encouraging them to book a, uh, you know, significant amount of their business that they're going to do sometime in the next 12 months. So we're hoping that, you know, we're, we're expecting that this is going to take off. We've already had some media interest uh, and um, we're going to, and, and this company actually is going to help manage the, uh, the interactions as people register and, and, and we're going to be uh, keeping track of, you know, how many, how many people actually are going to get involved. But this will, this is a, this is a statewide site that's meant to do, uh, you know, work and help the small businesses on a statewide basis. There was a, we are also doing uh, listing um, where they, uh, uh, you know, when they have uh, people who are already doing stuff, Bill, where we're, 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 they've uh, been able to put their information on there. So there was a chamber that was on the call today uh, that talked about uh, a program that's happening down in Westerly. And we, we've already put, they've already linked that onto their site, that whole, you know, that, that, that effort that's happening down in, in Westerly. So this is not meant to override anything that's going on now. In fact, we encourage anybody that's doing anything that's helping a small business. Uh, we want to be highlighting that because this is the thing that we think is very important. It shows that people are willing to support, uh, you know, different businesses. And uh, so this uh, site, which is the, um, which is the uh, ri um, small org. that's where you would go. It's very simple. ri smallbusiness.org and you can you can uh, participate and there's a pretty a pretty easy uh, format to be able to participate and figure out how you can help the small businesses that are uh, currently in business and that could include independent contractors in terms of just the, the clearinghouse you could certainly purchase services in advance from independent absolutely. contractors absolutely absolutely so there's a registration where independent contractors who are businesses we i consider independent contractors businesses just as they do uh, sole proprietors that they, they can register their uh, service, uh, and then uh, they then the people who, who gravitate to the site uh, they can actually advance advance purchase. They, but you have to have some way to kind of when we list the company, uh, the way it's structured right now is that there's a direct contact to the you know to the small business, so that you know they'll go directly to their website. Uh, I guess this in this case, I'll have to ask Justin, but there's probably a way to connect in uh, directly into the performer if they don't have a website. But if they do, that's the way to do it. And then we'd have to kind of gear up so that uh, if they don't have a vehicle to, uh, you know, take donations, then then they if you're going to register, you probably would should probably go through that process. We have uh, one of the attorneys that uh, has offered his advice and help uh, to uh, walk. Uh, you know, people through some of the logistics they need to do. So I'm not sure that applies, but I'm sure there'll be someone out there that could help a small business uh, figure out how to uh, make sure that when they put their information down, that they could be contacted and they could be, get benefit from this um, rismallbusiness.org program. We're so speaking, um, uh, that's the deal. We're speaking with Rhode Island Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. Appreciate your time real quick. One of the other big stories that you're in the midst of today, you know, sub stories, I suppose, is the kind of plan if, you know, the governor should be uh, somehow stricken with COVID-19, you would step in. And that's become a, a storyline today. You kind of summed it up as it, you're 
naturally ready for that. That's your role. That's why you became the lieutenant governor. That's frankly why we have a lieutenant governor in many ways, that and to organize the types of programs you're doing. Um, but is there any more specificity to that? How are, are you kind of operating as a shadow team? Is there anything like that happening right now? And are you sort of distancing yourself from the movement of the governor and the Department of Administration and the health department at this point in time? No, no distance. And in fact, that's how I start every, every, uh, every, every uh, public uh, comment I make, Bill, is, no, we should be following Dr. Scott's lead or the governor's lead. Uh, our number one job as citizens in Rhode Island is do everything we can not to get infected by the virus. That's how we stop the virus. Uh, the small business thing is actually coming through. We, we, we are, uh, and I think the people should know that you're right. Uh, you know, from the time I answered that question is from the time I was elected, I knew that was a responsibility that I need to be always being prepared for. And regardless of the circumstances. So this is a circumstance that, uh, you know, is, is a, is a crisis. So, uh, you know, we, I have had the experience as a mayor and to work with different local, local crises, the emergency management issue. So we are connected in the, the governor. We're doing a, a call twice a week with the general offices with the governor's uh, office so that we make sure that we're as connected as we, we can be. And, um, so, so the answer to the question is yes, I, we, we would be prepared and we are connected in with the governor's office through these phone calls through her staff. Um, and we know that she's got all that she can handle right now. Uh, and I think that she's doing an effective job uh, and I think she's doing it in a responsible way. Uh, so we would, uh, we would step in if, if that ever happened, the remote possibility that happens, uh, we would step in and, and, and continue to, uh, you know, move in the same direction that the governor has already set out to make sure that we protect the public safety of number one, our health. Uh, but then we we need to be focused on this economic issue too. But it's not unusual. I tell you, Bill, I, I was on a national call with the lieutenant governors, uh, and we're sharing our information across the lieutenant governors as well uh, right now. And there was one of the lieutenant governors who was quarantined. So which one? It was, I believe, it was Nevada. Yeah. So it's uh you know I I I I believe it was the, the lieutenant governor from Nevada, but uh, the but the point is that yeah there was a lieutenant governor that had self quarantined herself she had she wasn't positive for the virus but uh, she felt as though that she needed to self quarantine and she did so we know it's gonna it's gonna heck it's hit the vice president's office right so uh, and 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 that's hitting. Uh, people uh, from around, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter where you are, uh, in what uh, what level you're you're working at. It can go from uh, right to the, right to the top. So, yeah. So the the quick answer is yes, and I think that the people who listen to your podcast should realize that there is a good communication that's going on in the in the slight chance that that, that ever happened. Um, and and I can tell you, some lieutenant governors are. Um, not as, as fortunate. You have some that are uh, a Republican Democrat and they're not talking to one another, which makes no sense to me, but there's one state that's, that's happening in. And I, and I've, I've been on your show before, and this is really the time where it shows uh, long-term that we, the governance model, I think uh, should have a governor and a Lieutenant governor running as a team uh, right through the elections and right through management. And I hope that's going to surface in the discussion uh, for long-term, uh, you know, type of, uh, 
good, good, solid uh, uh, political uh, policy uh, for the state. Uh, we should be having a lieutenant governor and a governor running as a team right from the beginning of an election and right through management. Uh, that only can connect you even more. But I think that we're under the current uh, governance model, we're, I'm satisfied, and I think that the governor is, that everybody is being informed. The lieutenant governor of Rhode Island, Dan McKee, as always, so much appreciated, appreciated so much for having you on here and, um, you know, stay, uh, stay safe, self-isolated out there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, we're, that's what I'm doing. I'm making sure that, uh, that I am isolated, but as you know, we had a, that, that call today and I know that we had uh, a large group of people on there. So we're still active. Our office is still active. We're taking calls. We're responding to individuals and, and, and groups built. So I appreciate the opportunity to, to come on and, and let people know that uh, our office is open and uh, people should feel free uh, to give our office a call if they have any issue. Cause we're, we're like an information center and they can reach us at, uh, you know, at a, at a, at a phone number, which is, uh, which I've said a number of times, but it's, uh, it's two, three, three. Um, actually it's two, 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 uh, two, three, seven, one, two, 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 three, seven, one. And they can get to our office, uh, 401, two, 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 three, seven, one. And our office is operating. All right, Lieutenant Governor, appreciate it very much. Okay, Bill, thanks. All right, take care. Stay safe and stay healthy. Will do. That's the plan. Okay, bye. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast.